Hello, and welcome back to Overbooked, a podcast for stories. I am your host, Caroline Hansen. This week's episode is on my Roman Empire books, aka the books that I think about on a weekly or daily basis. And for those who don't know what the Roman Empire trend is, it's basically girls on TikTok talking to their boyfriends or their spouses saying, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And to their surprise, most men are saying like, I don't know, a couple times a week or maybe every day. And it's just like blowing women's minds. And so many women are trying to figure out, okay, what is the woman's version of the Roman Empire? And book-wise, I'm going to tell you what mine are. So the books that I just can't ever stop thinking about. Next week's episode will be on Divine Rivals. I'm about 75% of the way through with this book. And honestly, it is one of the best books that I have read in years. So far, it might be my top book of 2023. And instead of giving a play-by-play of the book, I'm actually just going to be having a discussion. I would honestly be doing a disservice if I told you about the book and didn't have you read it for yourself. So I'm doing you a favor, I promise. So read Divine Rivals. It is Kindle Unlimited. And then when you have finished, you can come listen to my episode on the book, okay? And with that, let's just dive into my Roman Empire books. My first one is kind of cliche. Honestly, I have a lot of cliche books in here. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with you. But my very first one is A Court of Mist and Fury. All right. So I have like this amazing esthetician. Her name is Sage. She is very much so into thrillers like me. But I told her, you have to read Akatar. So she read the first one. She loved it. She's giving me a play-by-play. And then she read the second one. And I was so jealous that she got to reread that or read it for the first time. The slow mind shift and burn that Sarah J. Mass has where she takes you from loving Tamlin to Rysand. It's just so slow. You don't see it coming. You're reading and suddenly you're like, wait, I love, oh, also I just called him Rysand. I know it's Rysand, but I just struggle with that. <laughs> but the fact that she does it so slowly and suddenly it just hits you, honestly, she duped us so hard falling in love with Tamlin. I don't know how she got me to fall in love with a blonde man, but man, she really did something there. That book will be in my mind forever. Okay, my next book is The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. So I'm going to talk about the twist right now. So skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want the twist. But the fact that those missing girls from the girls camp were at the bottom of the lake in a house the whole entire time blew my mind. Like there was a town there the dam like came through. It's a lake now. There's a whole city at the bottom of this lake and the girls are in a bedroom and have been there for years. What? Riley Sager does not get enough credit on this book and the twist that they put in there. People will say like lock every door, home before dark or oh, his newest one, the last one left or something. The only one left are like the best. But honestly, the last time I lied is my favorite Riley Sager book. Okay, time for another cliche. It's Harry Potter, okay? I love Harry Potter. I talked about this in like how I, my episode of how I fell in love with reading. My mom paid me to read Harry Potter because she was like, why do I have a kid that doesn't love reading? She pays me. Four days later, I'm on the fourth book and she realizes, okay, I do not have to pay Caroline anymore. She is a full-blown reader. And when I think about Harry Potter, I can picture myself in my mom's office on that couch reading this book And like that feeling of magic comes back to me right away. Like I can 
feel it and picture it so vividly. It's absolutely insane. And I feel like adult me has been chasing that feeling ever since. And I just love Harry Potter and have such, such a deep love for it. Okay, my next one's a new one. It's Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. I think that when I read this book, I just kind of felt the same way I did when I saw 10 Things I Hate About You for the first time, and it has just stuck with me. I seriously fell in love with them, but specifically, I fell in love with Wes, just the sweet kind of cool boy next door, a little bit of a bad boy. I love a bad boy. I'll be honest with you. It's just such a sweet story, and anytime someone like mentions a rom-com or a love story, I think of this book now, and I absolutely love it. All right, I got another cliche coming your way. And yeah, it's Twilight, okay? I forgot to mention this series in the episode where I talk about how I fall in love with reading, but this was an important one for me and I don't know how I forgot it. This really impacted me in middle school and high school. Why do I think about Bella and Edward so much? I honestly could not tell you and just Forks Washington in general. I might think about it more just because like Taylor Lautner is just such a topic these days and his like classic scene in the movie of when he says, Bella, where the heck have you been, Loka? Like it's just so cheesy. But do you know what's fun about Twilight is that the books in the movies aren't good. They aren't. But do you know what? Things don't have to be good for you to enjoy them. They can just be fun. It can just be a fun story. I know they're not like the most amazing books or movies, but I'm always going to like them. And I know it's not real, so I don't need to stress about it. Also, fall time is a great time to reread the books and watch the movies as well. Okay, my next one is like a totally obscure book, and it's called Four Perfect Pebbles. My mom checked this out of the library when I was about nine or 10 and had me read it during the summer because my mom was that mom who like picked books and then made her kids read them on summer break. And it's about a girl in a concentration camp who is told that if she finds four perfect pebbles, each one for her family member, that her family would not die during the war, but she's only ever able to find three. It's a beautiful and devastating story at the same time. And I mean, I read that when I was nine or 10 and I still think about it all the time. And I think about it when I'm feeling like, man, I don't appreciate what I have enough, or I kind of start feeling like a spoiled brat for what I do have. This story comes directly into my mind. I don't know what it is, but it just pops in and makes me like realize when I need to be like humble or appreciate things I have. And it's just impacted me so deeply. My next one's also a new one and it's Fourth Wing. I just haven't stopped thinking about it since I read it, but also in the anticipation for the next book. So I am so excited to reread this before Iron Flame comes out, but it's just been on my mind since I read it, which is a lot to say for a book, I feel like. All right, my next one's also a little particular and it's called The Devil's Arithmetic. My school actually made us read this in the seventh grade for English. And then once we like read it, we watched the movie, which stars Kirsten Dunst and Brittany Murphy, who actually didn't know are Jewish. Um, but the appreciation that Hannah has for her Jewish ancestors and her religion when she comes back from the past is amazing. Like, especially the scene where before she's pulled back, she's like with friends before Passover and she's wanting to get a tattoo. And then when she comes back from the past and she's like, I can't believe I was going to get a tattoo. And just like knowing what her ancestors went through and actually survived, that one has just stuck with me too. And is also something I think about all the time. This book is actually banned now. 
And I can say that this book only impacted me in positive ways. So if you have children who are in the middle school age and you want them to read a book that is a positive influence, I 100% would recommend this book. All right, my last one's a sad one, but I think about it all the time. And it's A Bridge to Terabithia. I once again can picture myself in the reading room at Eastmont Middle School. Okay, I'm sitting there in the computer. I'm reading the book. I put myself in the corner. I'm not near everyone else. And I get to the scene. You know what I'm talking about. And I could not hold back the tears. It devastated me. And in that way for the first time. So I think that's why I have never stopped thinking about A Bridge of Terabithia and especially the movie. Josh Hutcherson and Anna Sophia Robb absolutely killed it and Zoe Deschanel, which kind of makes me hate her because she's like the reason why he wasn't there, but I can't hold that against her. It's not her fault. Also, it's a character. But that book just devastated me in the best way though. Such like a lesson learning book of just being there for your friends. Obviously, it is not usually life or death when you decide to leave someone out, but it is still such a good lesson. Okay, those are all my Roman Empire books. I know this was a bit of a short episode, but I hope it was fun and entertaining. Reminder that next week's episode will be on Divine Rivals, an absolutely amazing book. So please read it beforehand. It's Kindle Unlimited. All right. Well, thanks for listening this week and I will catch you all next Thursday.